All right, I got a few questions. Uh, oh, gosh. Uh, All right. Should uh, I step boy, out of the I'm room? Excited. You guys are like the yin and the yang of sports talk. <laughs> you know I'm a basketball guy. I love basketball season. Everything Why? is amazing. I'm on the owner's radar. It's never good. Not fun. I'm a little surprised you agreed to do this knowing that Paulie's part of the show. He's bound to do something every show that just makes no sense at all. <laughs> Buddy, open look at a three. Got it. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Polly Sebelia. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us alongside Polly Sebelia. We're side by side for the first time in several weeks. I'm Stephen Fonte as we welcome you into a Friday edition of Orange Nation, leading you into the weekend. We've got several guests lined up for you as usual. We've got James Zuba. Deputy Editor of Noon's Magician at 12.30 to talk some Cuse basketball. Jody Demling, publisher of Cardinal Authority, coming up at 1 to preview tomorrow's game between Syracuse and Louisville. What What is this? We're reunited, Steve. Oh, okay. We are reunited. What a sad, sad song. Go ahead. You can keep doing the intro over reunited. 1.30. Ken Davidoff, uh, he's a baseball columnist for the New York Post. He'll join us uh, to talk all things baseball and the lockout currently going on. And then at 2 o'clock, our good friend Aaron Solomon. He's coming on to talk about uh, Brian Flores and this lawsuit against the NFL. This takes away some of the energy to start the show. But if we're reunited, it feels so good. When's the last time we did a show together in the same studio? Prior to Christmas, right? Yeah. It's been a minute. Is that better? Does that pump up your energy yeah, yeah, a little yeah, better? Yeah. I did get a chuckle out of you, so I'm happy about that. That was you, playing a little reunited. You were, you were trying to uh, disrupt my rhythm. And you, you succeeded. No, I thought you that. were like a radio professional. And when you started to hear Reunited, you would just talk it up. Like, yo, we're reunited. Let's give it a breakdown. We are. We are. It's been like a month and a half since we've done a show together here in studio. But we're back. And um, we got uh, we got plenty to talk about today. NFL. Uh, I, we start, though, with, with uh, Syracuse basketball. It, it, we've spent a lot of time this week. Talking about this team, and you know, at the very least, they've they've made things interesting again, right? I mean, they? Was, yeah, they have. It's interesting. You don't think this week's been interesting? Well, the week's been interesting. I don't think they've. I'm not talking about NCAA tournament. I'm just saying, like, they've made. They, it, well, that's what I said. Early, like going, they've in, not, given us something to to talk about this week. Yeah, what I've been saying is like you've got to act like every game is the NCAA tournament now because you might not get it. Yeah, and you just got to enjoy every win. I mean, we've we've discussed it all week that you know, that just the fact, the simple fact that yesterday, Paulie, we were discussing, you know, what's realistic, you know, what do they need to do in the regular season to to you know go to the ACC tournament, not necessarily needing to win the whole thing to get back into the conversation. These two wins have have given us something to talk about. They beat Wake. They beat NC State. Um, they scored, you know, scored a lot of points in both contests, and now I I'm interested in this game tomorrow. Can they keep it up? I mean, they've been they've been up and down this year. They have a chance to to make it three wins in a row, and this is a very winnable team. It's a it's a wounded Cardinals team that's coming to town. That's lost four in a row, lost seven of eight. But again, since they made the coaching change, 
they've been playing better basketball. They took Duke right down to the wire. They took North Carolina right down to the wire. Uh, could have beaten Duke, probably should have beaten North Carolina. They had a, a couple strange calls go against them, especially in overtime um, of that game, and they ended up losing in OT to the Tar Heels. But it, it's, you know, you've got two 11 and 11 teams. They're both playing their best basketball of the season right now. Should be very interesting inside the Dome tomorrow. I'm at least looking forward to it, even if you're not. Yeah, they have made it interesting, Steve, but they could also make it very uninteresting in the next five games if they don't win them. Like, you legitimately have to beat all of these teams. Yeah, you do. You've dug yourself a big hole. Yeah. And I mean, like, they if, have- they, if they lose, what? I think if Three they, of them? I think if they go four and one in this stretch, you're okay. Things will remain interesting. Okay, um, that's a good that's a good take. Yeah, I mean, but if you lose more than one game in the next stretch, it's I, I the the room like I can't even say that like they may need to win all these. Right, they may need to win all of them. I mean, you look at the the last four. It's gonna be tough to get any in the last four, right? Um, and as we laid out yesterday, you're you're probably gonna have to get two of those. You know, if you go four and one. In the first stretch, and then two and two in the next stretch, that hits the six and three number that we discussed yesterday. Um, six and three would make it interesting uh, going into the ACC tournament. Did you say they were wounded? wounded I think so. Cardinals. Sorry, I don't know why all of a sudden <laughs> today I'm like, hey, there's a song for that. <laughs> the Cardinals are wounded. They've got broken wings. You're in one of those moods today. Yeah, I'm in a good mood. I can tell. Why? Why are you in a good mood? I don't know. Because like, uh, we've been reunited? Yes. Maybe that is it. You cheered me up. Like, it's, I don't know. It's just it's a good day. Friday. It's Friday. There's basketball. Right? Maybe it's because we have basketball we're talking about. You know? Yeah. And, and I again, I think that at the very least, that's what this week has given us, right? It's given us two wins to discuss. and. You know, certainly beats the alternative. I mean, if this team were nine and thirteen, um, yeah, you know, we'd probably be talking about you know a week ahead of the Super Bowl, the you know Bengals Rams matchup. But you know, we're talking SU basketball, and this game it, it does feel like it means something, right? It's a must win. And if they were nine and thirteen, this game tomorrow wouldn't feel like it meant anything, right? So, um, you know, they're eleven and eleven. Both these teams are, and. It's uh, it's obviously an enormous game for both teams, um, you know. And Louisville's trying to figure it out. You know, Louisville's gone through a tough time with the whole Chris Mack situation, and um, you know they're they're trying to figure things out. Syracuse, I don't want to say has figured things out, but they look like they're moving in the right direction. And it it should be uh, it should be an interesting game tomorrow. I haven't seen a, a line yet, but I would imagine six and a half. Okay, I was gonna say I imagine Syracuse favored by a few. It's I was, a lot of spread. For I was this thinking game. like four ish, but okay, six and a half. Vegas always knows, right? Doesn't that imply that Vegas wants you to take Louisville? Apparently, I took the night off last night from regroup such, such uh, conversations, such activities. Yeah, we'll get into we'll get into my activities later. It was it was a it was a heartbreaking night. <laughs> it was a heartbreaking night uh, from that perspective. But so there you go. Q's favored by six and a half. I, I do think. You want to be in a situation after this stretch, Louisville, BC, Virginia Tech, BC, Georgia Tech, going into the games that are what are going to help your resume. You want those games to mean something. Right. 
Right. And th- that's a great way to put it, actually, because these games aren't going to help your resume yes. other than stacking wins and building up that win total. Yes. It's a great way to put it. Um, you could really harm your resume by you know, losing two or three of these games, but you're not really going to help it, but it puts you in a position where the last four could matter. Um, and when you look at these four, these five games coming up, Paulie, like you should you should go four and one, right? Like you should go four and one. Although I I know that's a dangerous thing to say about anything in the ACC conference this year because you know it's it has been a hard conference to figure out. Everybody's kind of beating everybody else. Everybody's you know besides Duke, it seems like you know there's there's varying degrees of mediocre. But Louisville, BC twice, Georgia Tech, you should win those four games. And, you know, Virginia Tech is the one that you would feel like, you know, Virginia Tech's in the 40s or 50s when it comes to the net ranking. They're going to be an underdog in that game. They should be favored in the other four. And if they go out and go four and one, all right, now you're, what, 15 and 12. And again, you don't want the, the, the preseason Virginia Tech to show up when you play them at Virginia Right. You know, you want the Virginia Tech that, you know, that lost to BC. Right. To show up. So. The computers still like Virginia Tech for whatever reason. Um, I am being told, how do I even know Syracuse sports? I'm always so negative about the teams. Apparently, Steve, I'm very negative about the teams, and I should be fired for that reason. Virginia Tech's played a lot of close games, just looking through their schedule. They did beat Florida State. They did beat Notre Dame. Talk about a tough team to figure out, right? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's been the nature of the beast in this conference. Um, Virginia Tech's capable. We know Syracuse is capable. I think we've yes. seen this week what they are capable of, um, you know, especially from the offensive uh, perspective and the way that they can shoot the basketball if they're all hot. And, you know, w- as we look at, you know, it, an X factor for tomorrow, I mean, so much of the time we talk about Joe being the X factor. Um, if Cole Swider keeps playing like this, this team's going to go on a run. You can say Cole... If this team keeps shooting over seventy percent the second half of games, they're going to well, be on, yes, yes. Know. But, that, but I mean, like, that's not realistic. But I'm no. saying if Cole continues to play like, this, but that's why they're shooting so hot. It's, uh, it's not just him. Cole, I mean, well, it, I know, but like he's helped. He's he not has. missing shots. Right, right. He's he's helped, but it's, it hasn't been just one guy. I mean, these last two games, everybody played well, um, especially on Tuesday. I mean, they were all sixteen points or better, and you know everybody shot the ball really well. Um, and you listen, Cole six for six this week from three. That's that's not going to continue. I mean, he's going to miss shots, but just the way he's playing and the way he's playing with confidence and not afraid to take big shots. He he made. I mean, we discussed this on the show yesterday. He made arguably the biggest shot of the game the other night at NC State's a one point game under two minutes to go. He bangs down a three. If he misses there, NC State's down one with ninety seconds left, and who knows what happens from there. Instead, they go on to win by seven. Um, it was the biggest shot of the game, and he. Took it with confidence, didn't hesitate. You know, they rose be and fired and hit. They got to be better on defense. Yeah, they do. Because yeah. um, you can't just hope to outscore people. We say that's how they're going to win this year, you know, but you can't. You got to stop people. Yeah, that usually helps if you want to outscore. Here, them. Here's the thing. Yes, they have to be better on defense, obviously. Um, but in in this next five game stretch. I think you could go four and one without playing great defense, right? I mean, if if you can, if you can shoot the basketball, well, you're you're playing you're playing teams that are on your level. No, you're shaking your head. I don't agree with that, Steve. Look at what happened with Pitt. 
True, but they but they they you, lost. You that, say it all hang the time. On, hang on, they lost that game because they shot the ball awful. But you say this all the time. If you let Pitt, Pitt's not a good three point shooting team, but they're Division one athletes. And sure. If you leave them open, they're going to make the shots. I'm saying, and they were they were awful on both ends. This of is the court a hot take, by the way. What, what's your hot that take? That they don't know yours. That no, they don't have to play. Good. I'm saying that if what they've been doing, like this so, week, what they've been doing, the margin right? of error is. Less with these teams, I guess you could. That's what that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, right. right. Like when you play Duke and Carolina and Notre Dame and Miami, they're going to have to play a game on both ends of the court. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that you could get away with maybe not playing your A game defensively in these next five, and you could still win. I mean, they played they played a road game at NC State. NC State made 16 threes, and they still won the game. They're playing five more games like that in a row against teams like NC State. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. And they haven't exactly played a defense all but one half this year. Right. Second half against Wake was yeah. really good. Um, and, it, you know, they had – you look at the first half against Villanova. You look at the game against Florida State. We've talked about it. I don't know how much of that was. They played really good defense and the other team just missed shots. I thought second half against Wake Forest, they actually did play good defense. You know, they had 10 steals in that game, 417 turnovers. Uh, they made life difficult uh, for Wake Forest. That was a pretty good defensive effort. I, we're seeing it in stretches, right? We're seeing. I I, th- I think the defense is getting better. They just they haven't put together a full forty minutes on that end of the floor quite yet. Yeah, um, you. I want them to find their a defense during these games, though. I want them to figure it out. I don't know if it's. I was going to ask you that. Do you think we've seen a sample size that can that you get better on defense? I was just going to say. The, the the problem is maybe we have seen their A defense. Yeah. Right? You know, maybe maybe their A defense it is what they did against Wake Forest. They played one really well, good. Why half. can't you replicate that? Give us a B minus at least. DJ. Yeah. Right. And they're they're gonna need to figure that. Like, again, is one thing to make the last four games mean something with this five game stretch. In order to take advantage of that four game stretch at the end though and win some of those they are going to have to play really good defense. Uh, there's no doubt about that. 315-437-7644. Uh, we'll get to some sound from Jim Beheim on the other side. He had his uh, weekly radio show last night over at Carabas. Uh, we'll hear from the Hall of Famer next. You're listening to Orange Nation on ESPN Radio. ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. <laughs> This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Pauly Sebelia. Hour number two of Orange Nation underway on ESPN Radio. Stephen Pauly with you up until 3 o'clock as we kick off hour number two by going to our guest line and bringing on our second guest today. He's the publisher of Cardinal Authority on the 24-7 Sports Network, host of Cardinal Insider as well on 790 WKRD. Jody Demling is our guest on the show as we uh, continue to preview Syracuse and Louisville tomorrow inside the Dome. Jody, thanks so much for coming on. How are you today? Actually, getting ready to uh, go to the airport. To it's it's icy here. We had an ice storm here, and I know you're all used to all that. So I'm headed to Syracuse here in a little while uh, uh, on the on a plane. I think we leave at two o'clock or in an hour and a half. So uh, so yeah, I'm I'm excited to come up there to see which of these two teams can potentially like. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel it's like it's so similar. Well, it's different situations, but it's similar because the records look the same. Yeah. And quite honestly, I don't think either team knows 
what they're going to get every game from the team that goes out there. So it's kind of a it, it, it's an, it's an interesting matchup for me. That is very accurate, and we've been discussing the same thing. You know, both these teams are eleven and eleven. Uh, you know, we know that Louisville's lost seven of eight, and they've lost four in a row, but they seem to be playing better. They took Duke down to the wire, took Carolina down to the wire. Maybe should have won that game. Had to, you know, there was a couple strange calls. I don't need to tell you that. Um, so I, I guess let, let's start, if we could, with the Malik Williams news because we saw this come out uh, earlier today that Malik Williams will not make the trip. Uh, Mike Pegues saying that you know they hope to get him back at some point, but it's not going to be this weekend. Uh, it kind of goes without saying, but tell us how big of a deal this is for Louisville that Malik Williams will not be on the floor tomorrow and, and everything that he does for this team. Yeah, I mean, it's a big deal. Look, he's a three-time captain. He's a fifth-year guy, and, and he was the guy that was the leader and, and, and the guy that everybody anticipated would be the guy, um, you know, to take this team kind of where they needed to this year. For whatever reason, we don't know why uh, he has been suspended. He was suspended for the Carolina game by Mike Pegues. Um, You know, he, you know, on on the 22nd of this month, a Saturday, two two Saturdays ago, um, or I guess now three Saturdays ago, it was it was weird um, in a post game thing after the Notre Dame game. He kind of threw then head coach Chris Mack a little. Uh, I, I I think he pushed him kind of over the edge a little bit because he was asked, you know, is is this team you know still responding to uh, you know to the coaching staff? And Malik Williams said no comment. I, I can't I can't comment on that and. That kind of started the look. Things have been weird around here for a month or a couple months, but but that kind of started the the, the weeks trans. You know the, the the what happened over the next week, and that is they lost at Virginia on you know on Monday night, and then on Tuesday is when uh, is when kind of the deal was struck that Chris Mack and, and Will were going to part ways. Um, Malik Williams came out on that Friday, last Friday, and support of coach Pegues and kind of a rah-rah thing. But then at the end of the press conference was talking about, you know, how Chris Mack was his guy and he was always going to respect him. And he always had his back and it was just a little weird kind of reading between the lines of kind of like what, you know, he, he was kind of all over the board. And then, and then after, um, you know, that weekend and then, the, the, you know, on the, I guess it was on Monday uh, when we found out this week that he was suspended for the Tuesday night game. And it, it's just, it's a weird situation. It's a really weird situation, but it does hurt Louisville um, because they don't have a ton of, you know, they've got, they've got some bodies, but quite honestly, Roosevelt Wheeler is a true freshman who had a concussion last week against Duke, didn't play against Carolina. You know, Sidney Curry has come on and is the starting guy and, 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 and is going to be the guy, you know, who replaces Malik, and he'll be fine. But after that, they don't have a whole lot there at the post position. So I, I, I want to ask you about the Chris Mack situation because it, it from the outside looking in, it was it, it caught me off guard, right? I mean, he's been there. This is his fourth year there. First two years went pretty well. Last year uh, obviously did not, and this year has not gone well. It, it had to be more than just, they weren't winning games, right? Like what? What? What led to this happening mid-season? Well, I, I think a lot of it. To go back, he was suspended by the school. You know, he let, he, he was suspended by the school for the first six games of, of the year. Um, and, and when he was suspended, then he, he was pretty adamant that he didn't think he deserved the suspension at the time. Yes, there were some violations. Some minor secondary, I guess. I'm not sure what the, what they're going to be called in the end. Uh, he was upset that it was six games. He, you know, I, I, I think it was one of those things where 
things just kind of spiraled out of control after that. He missed the, you know, he missed 20 days with his team. He could have no contact with the coaches. He could have no contact with the team. They went five and one um, and, and didn't play great at times, but they ended it in the Bahamas with wins over Maryland and Mississippi State. So everybody was all excited and jacked up and pumped up that, okay, now he's coming back. And and here we go. We're gonna we know this team's gonna gonna hit a roll. Well, when he came back, not only was it a tough comeback at Michigan State two days after he was allowed to rejoin the team, but it was also it was weird for them because um, you know you, you, we didn't know it at the time, but now looking back and hearing the guys talk about it and hearing him talk about it and hearing Coach Pegues talk about it that. It was a guy had been taken away from his team. He had been with the team all summer, eight newcomers on this roster, and then taken out of the mix for 20 days where he could have no contact at all with his team. They played six games in that 20 days, and the practices that they had, things happened, things changed. You know, people, people you know, said this or said that or did this or did that, and when he came back, it was just different for all of them, and, and I don't think – Anybody in that program realized how difficult it was going to be to kind of mesh everything back together. Once that kind of happened, um, they started losing a couple games. The fans kind of got a little uh, uh, crazy around here. They're a rabid fan base. You guys know how that is uh, there, and and they want to win. And there's there's Louisville wants to win. Everybody wants to win. And uh, you know, it just kind of was a, a was at a breaking point to where. I don't know that he would have been the coach at the end of the year. And Chris Mack just went in and kind of said, look, uh, you know, let's, let's just do this now. And, and, and I'm going to move on and, and you guys move on. And quite honestly, the last week or so has been crazy. The last 10 days, I guess now have been crazy, but this team has played a lot better. They've played a lot. They've played, they've played harder and they've played like they don't have a weight on their shoulder for whatever reason that was on there. I was going to ask you about that. That was actually my next question. Is that they they I, listen? It's major Division One college basketball. I know there are no moral victories. You know, we talk about it all the time here at Syracuse. Like Syracuse has a standard where there are no moral victories. I know Louisville is much the same way. But with that in mind, facing all this turmoil and adversity, they almost knock off Duke. They probably should have beaten North Carolina. Um, what what has changed since Chris Mack stepped down and Mike Pegues took over and and you know it looks like it's it's changed for the better. What, can you put your finger on it? Is it is it tangible or is it kind of like an intangible thing that's that's changed with this team? Yeah, it's it's really weird because um, the guys the guys that seem like they had the guys that seem like they had Chris Mack's back. Um, you know, the guys that were seemingly kind of in his corner and Sidney Curry is one of those guys. He's a junior college transfer. And I know, you know, he came out and spoke about Mac, you know, and different things throughout, you know, throughout the time, the guys that seem to have his back are guys that are now even playing harder. And I don't, I don't know why. I don't know. It, it, it just seems like for whatever reason, there was, there was a lot of pressure and a lot of, uh, as I mentioned earlier, just kind of a weight on these guys' shoulders with what was happening and losing games and everything mounting up. And I think they, I, I do think there's a sense that of, of the guys were probably like, you know, we're, we're playing for this guy's job. Uh, and now, and now they're not, they're playing for, they're kind of auditioning for whoever is going to be the next head coach. Quite honestly, most of these guys are. And, uh, and, and, and the other thing is this, um, I don't, I, I'd love to know what happened last 
Sunday and Monday with Malik Williams. We mentioned it earlier, and I don't know what happened or how it happened, but I would have I would have bet my house that on Tuesday night without Malik Williams that they would have come out there and Carolina would have really put it to them pretty good. But they played so much better without Malik Williams, and that is kind of crazy to think, and I don't know why. So, so I don't know. I mean, I, I guess we're going to have to wait and see over the course of the next couple of weeks. Is all that kind of – is the whole situation the same? I mean, was something going on with Malik Williams when Chris Mack was there and he just didn't handle it maybe like Mike Pegues handled it? Was there something with uh, – um, you know, with the team and, and the way they're playing. It's it's going to be interesting to see, and I don't know that we'll ever really know the answer, um, but but I do think uh, they're playing right now with, with a lot less weight on their shoulders, and it, and it really shows. So Malik Williams will not play tomorrow. He's the team's leading scorer. The next two guys in line, Noah Locke, um, and uh, so Locke and Ellis in particular. Uh, I was talking with Jerry McNamara yesterday. We, we do a... Uh, uh, a segment for a, a, a TV show that we have here in town, and, and he mentioned those two guys in particular, Locke and Ellis. So, can you bring us up to date on kind of what those two guys yeah. bring bring to the table, and 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 how they'll they'll match up with this two three zone that they're going to see tomorrow? Well, Locke is the shooter. Locke and, and Locke is a, is a transfer from Florida. He hit forty percent. He started ninety games at Florida in three years and hit forty percent from three during his time there. He struggled early in the year. His really kind of uh, kind of been a lot better in the last uh, in the last month, even um, as far as outside. He's a guy. He's a catch and shoot kind of three point guy. So he's going to be a really big key tomorrow. Uh, Matt Cross is another shooter who has really struggled. He came from he's a transfer from Miami. Was also over forty percent shooter. Uh, matter of fact, he hit three against Louisville last year, and then went in the transfer portal two weeks later. And Louisville was called him. They called him right up. So uh, uh, you know, it was one of those kind of. Uh, uh, things that, hey, we just saw you knock three. No, I, actually, he was four for four against Louisville. We just saw you knock four down against us, so we want you to join us. So those two guys are the big are the shooters. L. Ellis hit five threes the other night against um, uh, against Carolina. He scored twenty five points, and all twenty five came in the second half. He scored uh, he scored I think twenty in the second half against Michigan State. He had eighteen against Duke last week, and fourteen came in in the in the second half. So he's a guy that does it. He's really quick. Uh, was the junior college player of the national player of the year last year. He's really quick. He gets to the basket, but his shot's gotten better. It's ugly now. When you see it, it's kind of a knuckleball shot, but it goes but it goes in, and he's really confident right now with that shot. So it will be very interesting tomorrow to see how he does. They've been inconsistent shooting it, but. In the last three weeks, they're shooting a lot better than what they were the pre- those previous three weeks uh, of, of the season. So um, Ellis is the key, in my opinion, to get him for Louisville, to get him going early. Uh, again, he, did, he doesn't typically start. I don't think we'll see him start. Uh, but once he gets in there, it kind of takes him a little while to get adjusted and to get going. If they could ever really get him going in the first half, he would be he would be sensational, and uh, you know, and, and like I said, Locke and, uh, and 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 Cross are the big guys. The, the X factor tomorrow, uh, in my opinion, will be Jalen Withers. He's a kid who's been kind of like almost forgotten early in the year. He was a, he was an All Conference preseason, um, and, and quite honestly, about two weeks ago, uh, we were there were talks about and we did talks on our radio show about should he even ever get back in the game? He's been that bad throughout the year 
He's turned the corner in, in the other night, um, played a really good game against Carolina, had a really good game against Duke. He's athletic. He's bouncy, 6'8". He played the center position for Louisville last year uh, when they needed him because of injuries, and, and, and they had to have him in there. Um, I, I think he's kind of the X factor in this game because he is a tough matchup. If they can put him at the three, the four, or the five, and he is just a tough matchup for uh, for an opponent. So he's kind of the X factor for me. All right, last one for you. Uh, you know, I, I guess just simply put, who wins tomorrow and why? What does your gut tell you about this game tomorrow? I, I just I think Louisville. I think Louisville's going to have a hard time. Like I said, they've just been inconsistent at times three-point shooting. If they can come out and knock down shots on a consistent basis, I think they'll be fine. I'm just not sure that they can do that. And I don't think defensively Louisville is good enough at this point um, you know, to, to slow down Syracuse enough. I think it's a really high-scoring game, and, uh, and I, just, I just think Syracuse probably gets them at this point. But who knows? I, I, like I said, these two teams are uh, you know, they're very similar as far as records, obviously, are concerned. And uh, I, I think they're both desperate for a win. So, so somebody's got to win, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, um, and we've been saying that for a it's couple funny, weeks. He now. described exactly what we've been saying yeah. about Syracuse. They can score. There's right. no defense. The defense is terrible. You know, it's so. going to be an interesting game. It, it really is. And and make sure you you, you bring your uh, your winter coat with you. We got pounded with snow last night, but uh, the weather should be clear for your flight. But it is uh, awfully cold here, and you're going to see a lot of snow on the ground. Uh, Jody, thanks for coming. We uh, thanks for coming and thanks for coming on with us. We appreciate it. All right, see you guys. All right, there he is, Jody Dembling, uh, as we preview Syracuse and Louisville. And with that, full line's back open, 315. Really open. 437-7644. going to sweep the nation on the other Damn side. Damn right. The name of the game is called This is for the Birds. All right, we've got a pair of tickets to Syracuse-Louisville to give away on the other side. You so give us a call now? now. I do. This is for the Birds. It is. They're the Cardinals. I got it. So we're going to sweep the nation on the other side. Pair of tickets to give away to Syracuse, Louisville. Line them up, 315-437-7644. Back after this on ESPN Radio. ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. This is Orange Nation. It is Orange Nation, and it's everybody's favorite segment because... Our producer extraordinaire, Jordan Capozzi, is here. Are you producer sure you of the stars. The of stock ownership? Shut up and take my money. Shut up! I'd buy that for a dollar. That guy's turning this place into some kind of business. I've been a rich man, and I have been a poor man, and I choose rich every time. If I had a buy or sell Jordan in my life. It's time for buy or sell on I'd buy. Orange Nation. Why are you talking over the voice guy? Because I'm more important than the voice guy. If I had to buy you in my life, Jordan, I'd buy. Not sell. Would you hold? No, I wouldn't hold you. Good. No, just platonic he, holding. He, he did say he wanted to spoon with Steve yesterday. It's kind of no. That it's because Jordan wanted to know if you could platonically spoon or bickering at one another like it was. Uh... You can't. You can't just friend spoon. It's a. It's a law. All right, Jordan. What do you got? Are you buying or selling spooning with your friends? Hopefully we'll get an update shortly on that, and then I can give you an Cold answer. Cold in here. Uh, let's let's start with let's Come start with football. Me. We've got a couple couple Super Bowl related things, and then we can kind of move off that track if we so choose. Let's start with the Staffords. Kelly Stafford apparently said on her podcast 
that her and Matt Stafford bought 240 fans tickets to the NFC Championship game. Now, those tickets in the mid-bowl seating were around $1,000 a piece. That's $250,000. Do you buy yourself forking over a quarter mil to get butts in seats for What's your team? What's he making, about 25 mil this year? Even if he's making 25 mil, that's, that's 1% of your paycheck. Yeah, but he's made a lot of paychecks. Yeah, maybe you, maybe that was a bonus to to get to the NFC like, championship that, game. He makes an extra five hundred thousand dollars. He went and bought who, tickets. Good uh, for him. Does you know? everybody have a podcast? <laughs> yes. Like just because you're married to somebody, like you used the word osmosis. You know, last during the break, do you are you famous by osmosis? Like you need a podcast because you're married to somebody famous. How's your podcast? How going? many Super Bowl tickets is he gonna get then? That's a good question. It could be a tax write-off, too. I uh, I know Eli Apple is apparently buying Super Bowl tickets for Tyree Kill and McCole Hardman, if you remember those tweets after the game. Yes. All right, let's go. Is let's... anything on here so about... So are we buying or was... selling that? All right. I can't afford to buy that. Get it? It's the last thing. All right. I was going to say, is there anything on here about digs going through tables? I'm not, buy... I'm not buying anybody. Anybody can do a podcast. Okay. I'm, I'm selling podcasts for wives. <laughs> okay, I think we're gonna move on to the next one. The the you others deserve a podcast. Sorry, Holy. she she probably has more interesting things to say than me and you right now. Right, so. but that's okay. <laughs> I I worked hard for this. So the the other Super Bowl I put one my time in. is kind of <laughs> stupid. So I will go to the one you pointed out, Mario, and right. we actually do have audio of this. Last night, the NFL aired their skills competition. And while Trayvon Diggs won on a front flip for best catch, Stefan Diggs tried his best to win by winning over Bill's Mafia. Now this is jumping off a truck. <laughs> That's right. Off a truck. The reception cool last night. Through the table for Stefan Diggs. Do you buy or sell that pandering? I, I buy that if you're one of the Dudley boys. That is totally a shirt that Bill's Mafia is going to have made up. If it's not already made up within 24 hours right now. If they don't have get the tables for him. Of Diggs going through a table. I'm buying it. Because he's, he's gonna someone's going to make money off of Was the table on fire? Did. It was not. No. It, it was a folding next table year. that he... Landed on his tuchus while catching the, the football. That's next year. And you got to go through chest first. This Did you catch any of the Pro Bowl stuff? That was kind of no. cool. I, I Micah was, Parsons won a race it, against Tyree Kill and others. That was kind of cool. Cheetah wasn't trying. Yeah. I was at the Jim Beheim show last night. My fault. I thought you were going to say I was at the gym and I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was eating pasta. It's, it's complete opposite. <laughs> I, was at, I was at Carabas stuffing my face while Jim Beheim. Broke down staring Louisville. at the YMCA out the window. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I bet you if I was swimming laps over there. Okay. Let's go back to the Super Bowl um, because a lot of people have different motivations to win the big game. Bengals defensive end, Sam Hubbard. Did you did you hear what he said they are fighting for out there in Super Bowl 56? No. Paulie, do you remember Harambe? Yes. Sam Hubbard said that they, he wants to win the Super Bowl for Harambe to do Harambe justice. Yeah, those yes, because that's like the only thing Cincinnati's Bangles, famous for. Bengals and gorillas, <laughs> yeah, all, all together on this one. Yeah, like that's all they got. Cue Lion King music now. 
It's like, like five years ago. I didn't think people still remembered Harambe, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, the Reds haven't been relevant. And- You're skipping over the most important one. Mattress Mac again, throwing more money down. Where does this guy get $5 million in a chunk? To- Dude, what Are these mattresses? Just- there's people like that that are just I- disgustingly rich off of things that are so stupid, and I'm jealous <laughs> of them. Like, dude sells mattresses. There has it, to be an undercover side business that no, we're not getting at. That, that, no, that, there's not. He's four, just $0.5 million throws, on the Bengals. He throws like $4 million on every, ma- like, if it be baseball that we've seen, you know, Yeah, but like, there's guys like that, like, everybody buys their mattresses from them or their cars. There, he has Because some, they yeah. do crazy commercials. They've got they've got a hook. They 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 get people to buy stuff from them. And they can afford to make $4 million bets while I struggle to buy Stouffer's frozen dinners at night. Oh, their mac and cheese is so good. Yeah, killer. I take that. I take that. Skyline right. chili in a can. I'm happier with my life. <laughs> I'm happy with my life when I'm eating Stouffer's. You got any more for us? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know how to break down my frozen food meals? No, uh, uh, I mean. Mario is the wait. complete opposite of Steve. Like, when I'm on these rants, Steve just stands there and looks at me. And Mario's disgusts. like, let's Mario's move like, along. shut the hell well, up, since, dude. Since we're talking about food, after a win last night, Timberwolves guard Anthony Edwards, this, this rather funny. than yeah. talking to reporters, <laughs> he had some important business. What's up, nephews? Hold on, y'all. Don't ask no questions. Yeah, I'm trying to put an order in. <laughs> McDonald's. Yes, sir. What's what's on the menu tonight? Chris, he said no questions. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Tell him lock in, man. Hold on, hold on. I got one more thing. McChickens. Get some McChickens. Oh, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Here's wait, the wait, pro wait. move. Wait. Customize. No ice. No ice. I like Minnesota, y'all. I love Minnesota, man. Hope y'all love me back. That's a pro move. No ice in the drink. Ice is a scam. I've been on that. Here's the thing. You could get someone to go and get that for him real quick. You know, I'm a huge fan of ice. I need I need ice in my drinks. The the light ice, especially when you can't go without like a. I'm a big lemonade guy. Ooh, and like all natural lemonade. I go to Wendy's. I always say, please, very light ice, because they stack the thing all the way up to the top. That's why it's a scam. You're not getting. I got a large drink for a reason, all right? What's your Mickey D's order? I'm a seven. <laughs> what? No, you're you're like a you're a three. No, you're I, the two I, cheeseburger I, meal. Yeah, I get the set. Yeah. yeah. Wait, you know Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> McDonald's and I are friends. Come on, man. <laughs> you don't know what the number is seven or a ten. I get no onions. So. I go ten. I get no onions on the double cheeseburger. You know what the ten is? No, but that chicken is a life, nuggets. chicken nuggets. That is a life Ten hack. Piece. When you order something from a fast food restaurant that's popular, make a slight modification to it so that they can't just give you something that's been wrapped is there, up. Is there anything more shocking than the fact that Jordan doesn't know McDonald's orders by the number? Like I thought when I broke down, <laughs> like when I thought when I said, "Hey, I'm getting a seven. I at least got I thought for sure he was gonna be like, "Yeah, two cheeseburgers, bro. Look out!" You at least know number one. Uh, though. You know what the number one is? Gotta be a big man. Yeah, yeah there say go. All right. yeah. large with a diet coke. We got, we just got a couple more because since we're talking about Mac, UCLA's Mac Etienne is arrested for assault after last night's to Arizona, intent to injure, provoke, or insult because he spit at a fan. That's that cool. Now another part Both about ways. Mac, he's not playing this season, so he's just out. 
and he's still getting mad enough to spit at fans. We've had this controversy with the Westbrook, Kyrie, popcorn, water bottle, all that. Steve's not here, so we can revisit it. What What do you think about getting arrested spitting, for assault? For spitting spit? is not cool. No. You it, can't do that. Ever. Either side. Ever. No. The, there, there's end no of, room. End, end, of, end of story. There's nothing more disrespectful than spitting on somebody. Wholeheartedly agree. No, I mean, in the heat of an argument, you might... You know, spray spray at someone, but when you're intentionally spitting at someone, there's no bigger disrespect to me than doing something like that. Right. And yeah, ca- popcorn is okay though. Okay. A piece of popcorn is not going to hurt you or insulting. To, I stick by that argument. To cap off the most jam. I mean, dumping a beer on someone is, is pretty up there as well. That's bad. M. Lewitz uh, in the chat says, "Ice is a scam" is a great quote. It's a I. I Back in my WJPZ FM days at Syracuse University, that was one of my biggest hills to die on. Ice is an absolute scam. You know what else is a scam? Ben Simmons' contract. He is currently beefing with Shaquille O'Neal because Shaq called him a crybaby. Ben Simmons responded by DMing Shaq. Let's just hear what Shaq had to say that set off Ben Simmons, then you can give your take on your Sixers, Paulie. He's he's doing what he's supposed to do. He's, He's dominating. We slash I stay on big guys because I care about them. I want them to play a certain way. I want them to play at a certain level. <clears throat> difference between him and his soft partner is he can take criticism without being a crybaby, and he still wants to play. Because me and Charles, we've been on him. We stay on him. We tell him to his face what he needs to do. He didn't cry. He didn't say I want to be traded. He didn't you know, complain about mistreatment. And that's the difference. That's why I like and respect him. The other guy I don't respect. I've been thinking about it. You're missing the whole season because they asked your coach a question, can we win without you? And your coach gave a funny answer. So it was obviously Shaq referring to Joel Embiid in comparison to Ben Simmons, who is still just not playing basketball. Have we forgotten about him yet, Paulie? Yeah, I have. I was going to say, you're a Sixers fan. Yeah, I, I don't Yeah. It's, it's basically what he just said. You... It's Everyone's been, feelings are hurt these days. Yeah, for for one, it, and Ben another. Simmons it, is and, uh, claiming it's mental health issues. Those, I I don't say this lightly. As soon as he goes to another team, those issues are going to vanish. I'm not saying you're wrong. I don't know what's going on with Ben, but I could see it. Yeah, it's it, it's sad for both sides, but the Sixers are you know are they that much? Would they be in a that much of a different spot if Ben? Simmons we all know mental health is nothing to joke about, and if it is the whole mental health thing, then yeah, you know, if sitting out a year is what he needs, good. But if it's truly, but is know, he working on it? That's it, the next question. It, it, like, no, what, what's yes. he doing? What's he doing to help himself along the way? All right, because we know he ain't working on his three. You're not wrong. That was that was good, guys. Seven seven topics got some sound in there. That was uh, good, but not as good as BugsBeGone.biz. Wait, I was just going to ask you, do you think he'll he'll get traded? No. No, I don't. All right. Do you? No, because I don't think anybody wants him. That's, that's was the sole reason I don't think he gets traded, yeah. Everybody wants BugsBeGone.biz to help them remove pesky pests from their home or workplace. Like for you to get the... Like Ben Simmons. <laughs> and if you're looking to do that, you know where to go. It's bugsbegone.biz with two E's, two E's, just like the bug, just like however many co-hosts Paulie has every day on Orange Nation. 
and just so like I do. One right now. All right. Po- well, yeah, but he had Steve earlier, so that's two. You know, BugsBeGone.biz. BugsBeGone.biz. Let's let's get crunching. Yeah, 315-437-7644 if you would like uh, tickets to the crunch. Thanks to our good friends at Burdick Ford of Central Square. Two four-packs. It's packs. crunch time. We're going to play crunch time. Two four-packs of tickets to go check out the crunch. 315-437-7644 if you want to win tickets on ESPN Radio Syracuse. You can roam in QSportsTalk.com.